Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Well, hello there, everyone. Yes, that was a Star Wars reference because I am actively watching Ahsoka every week. And I have to say, it's uh, it's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. I think Rebels and Clone Wars is better. But uh, how's that? I kick off the podcast, Real Film Nerds, episode number 340, talking about Star Wars, of course. So did you back the HasLab ghost on Hasbro Pulse? Probably not, but uh, us super nerds did. That's for damn sure. Anyways, Mike has no freaking idea what I'm talking about. So I will just go ahead and bring him in and uh, let's uh, talk with Mysterious Mike Town. How are you? Hey, man. I'm doing good, dude. I have no idea. I know you're super Star Wars and, and stuff. And Matt, you know, it's probably a little bit bittersweet. Right. There's all this new Star Wars content coming out on on Disney Plus and like some of it's pretty good and some of it's maybe not as good. But are you excited that there has been more content coming out than in a long time or is it like too much? Is it like overkill? Like, I don't know. How how do you feel about it? So I wouldn't say it's overkill. If it's done well and there's less of it, I'm I'm okay with it. Um. I really, really, really liked the Clone Wars cartoon, and George Lucas still owned Star Wars when that came out. And then they decided to do a little bit of a continuation on that called Rebels, which uh, I really enjoyed. And both those shows tie into Ahsoka, and there's a bunch of crossover between Ahsoka, the Book of Boba Fett, and the Mandalorian. And I like what we're getting. I like these characters some of the stories are better than others, and it's pretty much the same team doing almost all of it. It's Dave Filoni and um, our boy John Favreau, who's doing a lot of it. Uh, and they are consulting with George Lucas and, of course, my enemy, Kathleen Kennedy. But um, I-, I like it, but I don't want them to tarnish and ruin these characters that they've come up with in the past 10 years that everybody has really fallen in love with like the crew of the ghost which i was talking about is you know uh 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 sandula and you know um just everyone i'm spacing on the names and i don't want to take up too much time talking about star wars on a podcast about a incredible movie but uh i i'm enjoying it i like my wars i just i want them to keep the stories that they have going and the incredible characters uh, true to form like Thrawn and you know stuff like that it's our first live action Thrawn so I'm really excited about that hopefully we'll get to see, see him this week we haven't yet and we're four episodes in anyway so this again this is a podcast about a new movie not the Star Wars podcast I would love to do a Star Wars podcast but I just don't have time and Mike doesn't care enough so Mike this week we're talking about a Netflix movie called Heart of Stone why the fuck did you make me watch this garbage all right, Matt. Well, you know, there wasn't much else. And, 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 and as you pointed out before we started recording, Matt, uh, I should have done like Extraction 2, which was also on Netflix, but I just f- forgot that we hadn't reviewed it. I had watched it, but I, I had forgot that we hadn't reviewed it. Um, sorry, Matt. Heart of Stone. I'm going to get into it. So let, let's do this. Give us the breakdown, Michael. This movie is directed by uh, Tom Harper. It was written by uh, Greg Ruka and Allison uh, Schroeder. It is starring Gail Godot, uh, Jamie Doran, uh, Ali Bahat, uh, 
Jang Lucy, um, Thomas Arnold, uh, Archie uh, Medequai, uh, Sophie uh, Okuindo. I'm butchering the names. Anyway, and uh, this movie is an intelligence operative for a shadowy global peacekeeping agency races to stop a hacker from stealing its most valuable and dangerous weapon. What the funniest thing is, and I'm trying really hard not to laugh, and I think I was successful. Uh, we went over the names before we started reco- recording, and you still didn't pronounce Gal Gadot right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we 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 did go over the names, and I I, I uh, but I think it's Gal Gadot, dude. It's not Gal Gadot; it's Gal Gadot, but it's it's Gal Gadot. I'm going to combine right, right, them. Right, I'm going to combine your Gale and my Kadat. <laughs> all right. Any, anyway, um, so, so Matt, uh, obviously, uh, uh, I've already kind of gotten some of your first impressions, so I'll give you mine. Yeah, this, this was not uh, the best movie. There's a lot of weird things with the storyline, but, uh, you know, it's it's an action movie. Um, kind of a spy movie, but not very good at that part. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess those are my first impressions. So this is how I described it. Uh, you already got a little bit of my first impressions. So, uh, my second impressions are take mission impossible, remove Tom Cruise, and then take a giant shit on the movie. You got heart of stone. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, no, I mean it is it is a spy movie that just isn't really I don't know come together. Like it I don't know. I felt like it was very convoluted, man. And we can get into some of that more in the spoilers, I guess, with some of the weirdness, but uh overall this this movie seemed like it was trying to do too much and it didn't need to. Like, if it was just a little simpler, it would have been fine. Uh, like, sure. Like, why not? Like, like the intertwined of the, I don't know, like, um, agencies above governments and stuff. It's like, what? Why? why? Well, like, I, I don't know. Like, shadow fractions or whatever. I, I, I don't know, man. It just it seemed too far-fetched for me, man, really. So I, I don't know if we have to worry about spoiling this movie because I don't think anybody should fucking watch it. Even if you're bored, go watch Paint Dry or, I don't know, watch the ants march into your house or something. It would be way more fucking entertaining than this film. But um, Wow, paint drying. Wow. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's amazing when it dries and changes a, a, a lighter hue. It's, it's fucking wild, Mike. It's wild compared to this shit. I don't know, man. I guess the, the the action was mildly okay, and like I liked the ice the Iceland scene. Right, the beginning scene of the film is the best scene in the entire fucking movie, and the story starts out decently from there. I like the idea of a organization, like say, uh, here's the comparison I'll use, like Shield, like an organization like Shield infiltrating like the cia like that's a really fucking cool interesting concept to me i thought that was great outside of that this movie fucking falls apart for me it's boring 
I mean, Gal Gadot does the best she can. She's a good actress, but it's a lot of CGI stunts. Uh, there's a handful of scenes where it's either parachuting or paragliding. Those were really well done. I really kind of like those, but that's it. The rest of the movie, no. It's garbage. It's trash. Uh, Matt, I don't think this is a spoiler, so I'm just going to ask you about this. The, the beginning scene, there's a parachute, and it's like glowing, like 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 it's it's like a, almost like a light bulb. Did did you think they do really have those sort of things for like base jumping, like at night, or like what was that just like? It seemed very odd. No, no, I don't think it would be difficult at all, especially how light and small LEDs are, and if you light up, say each side of it. And with it being, you know, the reflective material and everything, I think it'd light the whole motherfucker up pretty good. That's just my theory. Okay. I don't know. That that seemed a little odd to me when I was watching the movie. I'm like, is that real? Like, do they have some sort of base jumping type thing like that? Like, if, if, if that's what it's for, I don't know. It just could have been the movie. Who knows? The most difficult part I have to accept that is that she's trying to be stealthy and she's running around with a 50-foot or 25-foot long parachute that's lit up like goddamn fucking streets in New York. Yeah, yeah, in in a pitch-black area. Like, everyone's going to see you coming. Everybody. Oh, yeah, the bears, the squirrels, everyone that's hibernating, they see you fucking coming. It was that bright. So, And she's supposed to be stealthy and spy and all that shit. That was... Ugh. But... Mike, the action was decent for the most part. There's just a lot of CGI action, and Mission Impossible doesn't do that. That's why it's so much better. Yeah, there there was lots of CGI. You know, it it, it was uh, I don't know. It was a spy movie that just wasn't done as well as a lot of other movies could. You know, and just kind of pales in comparison. I mean, we recently just watched the latest Mission Impossible that happened to have some sort of plot elements that were kind of similar i guess you know some of the themes with the uh the ai yeah yeah okay okay yes well there was a spoiler i didn't talk about that but yeah that's what well i guess they talk about it in the trailer don't know who the fuck i don't cares? know if they do or not yeah there's ai in this but it's like a super fancy crazy ai and it's even more advanced than the ai that is in mission impossible and they it's in a balloon in space or some shit. I don't fucking know. I mean, I understand why they had that up there, but then it got hacked and I, I don't know, dude, some 20 year old girl is the world's greatest fucking hacker on top of it. And I, it gets very fucking convoluted. I think they should have just stuck with the original concept in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the show where she's a super spy that inf- infiltrated a spy agency. I thought that was cool. I, I really thought that was cool. And then it just kind of gets fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that would have helped keep the consistency if it just kind of stuck with that. And then instead of like these, there's kind of like a lot of levels that keep going on and it gets kind of confusing on who's where and what. And that happens sometimes in spy um, craft and, and movies and things, but... I, I don't know, man. I just felt like it just didn't have good flow. The movie just didn't have a great flow. Bad pacing. Yeah, bad pacing. I I just don't get where the 20-year-old came from and why she has such a vendetta and how she's a criminal, but she's not a criminal. And 
I don't fucking know, dude. It it was just bad. It was just bad. I mean, if this is the kind of shit we're going to get, I said this on the radio, so I can repeat it here. If this is the kind of shit we're going to get because of the writer's strike, they need to fucking end that shit sooner than later. Yeah, yes, I agree, Matt. That, that That's a very good statement. All right. So with that, Matt, I think it's time to ask you, what are you drinking this fine morning, evening, or afternoon? <sighs> oh, Mike, it is here. It is in my hand. I've been waiting because I knew this person was going to help me out because he wanted to participate in his favorite podcast on the planet. Real Film Nerds super fan, Eric Talent. Because <laughs> he's related to you. <laughs> no, he's not Eric Talent. We're just going to go with Eric. Eric, we saw Metallica this weekend, and he brought me a case. Not a case, a 12-pack, a box. Because the case is 24, right? Yeah, half case. So, yeah, he brought me a box of Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And I told him I would give him a shout out on the podcast. He is, as far as I know, the real film nerds, number one fan, super fan. And he even was in the car once when I was talking to my mom. And he said, Ma Henshaw, where the hell is my shirt? <laughs> I want to get that shirt made. I, did, I, did you listen to the podcast with my mom and talking about the shirt? No, dude, I didn't. Okay. So what I want to do, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I can't draw. It might be stick figures. But I want to get a shirt made where it's the Mission Impossible jump that was done in the last movie, you know, off and into the canyon. Yeah. But instead of it being uh, Tom Cruise on a motorcycle, it's going to be my mom in her wheelchair flying through the air. And it'll say, like, <laughs> Real Film Nerds Podcast or something. <laughs> and Eric said, sign me up for that shit. I want that shirt. Well, dude, I, I think with your Photoshop skills, you can come up with something. I, I could do it photographically, but it would be better if it was like a done for like a T-shirt, like a print. You know, I, I don't think my my Photoshop skills are not good at drawing. Not anymore. Gotcha. So, all right, Mike, what IPA are you drinking? Since my what are you drinking took 25 minutes. Oh, dude, for you know, in very rare occurrences, we are drinking the same thing. Dude, I had a Sam Adams Oktoberfest as well. Well, it is the season, Mike, and I plan on drinking one. I'm not going to rush through them as much as I would like to. I'm going to savor Eric's beers, and I'm going to have one every week for uh, our Harvest Horror Fest, our sixth annual Harvest Horror Fest, which is coming up before you know it, people. Woo! Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. it, it it's always a good time, and, uh, you know... We get to watch some interesting movies, and we got some old ones, some new ones. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I have to say, dude, my favorite part of the whole fucking thing is making my mom watch this shit, because she just does not like horror movies at all. It is the best. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, let's get the Mahinsha watching some crappy movies. So, speaking of parents, Mike... What is this week's incredible dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt. You're, you're going to love this one. All right. Here we go. A ship carrying um, red paint has collided with a ship carrying blue paint. Both of the crews said are, are said to be marooned. 
Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. It's not a joke. It's more of a statement, but I like it because you see what you did there. You tugged at my art strings and I was already talking about my, you know, worthless art degree and drawing and things. Mike, I like it. I will let this one go. I like it. It was good. All right, dude. Yes. All right. So even though, oh, it didn't come from the book, even though it didn't come from the book, I will let it slide. So anyways, Mike, most important question. Uh, we know Gal Gadot isn't in the MCU yet, but probably soon. Depends how, how DC goes with, uh, you know, our boy spearheading it. But anyways, Mike, how does this garbage movie, Heart of Stone, relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Right, Matt. So th- this one was a little bit, little bit trickier um, to find anybody, um, but I was able to find uh, the production designer uh, Charles Wood on this. Also worked on several uh, MCU movies: uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, uh, Black Widow. Uh, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Doctor Strange, um, Avengers Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, so quite a few movies. Um, so, uh, that, that, that's the tie in for this one, but there was no, nobody else. I, I, I thought there was some actor that I recognized, but I was wrong. Sorry, Mike. At least you found someone though. I did. I did. So. So do we you know, really have to keep talking about this movie, or can I just talk about Metallica? Um, no, no. Let's talk about the movie okay. a little bit longer, right, Matt, right. and then we'll talk about a little bit more Metallica. No, no. I don't need to talk about more Metallica. It was a great makeup show. It was incredible. If you weren't there, you missed out. I'm just going to say that. And Ghost, just as good on Friday night. Love that, too. And then the Star Wars burlesque show, The Empire Strips Back. It's still around in Phoenix for the next three weeks. If you like Star Wars and strippers, yes. That's all I'm going to say is yes. So it's for three weeks, dude? I I didn't know you could go every day, man. I can't. I already ran out of money. Oh, oh, okay. For some reason, I was the only one throwing dollar bills. You were throwing dollar bills? Well, $5 bills. You know how strippers are now. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they give you back the dollar, and they're like, fives only, please. Yeah, except for they're not strippers. They're burlesque dancers, so that means they're dancers that cover up everything. They, I don't think bur- most burlesque dancers take, like, real fucking skill, so they're not strippers. They're not, you know, trying to, you know, pay for college, as they all say. Gotcha. So, all right, Mike, go ahead. Keep talking about Heart of Stone, and I'll just sit here and take a nap like my mom did through the movie. She fell asleep four fucking times the first time she saw this. She fell asleep so much she felt bad and watched it again and fell asleep <laughs> once. <laughs> so so I guess that, that, that leads us right into our, uh, as I was saying, the, the, the pacing of the movie, uh, or as you said, Matt, pacing, was not great. It was like, it was like a lot of action kind of in the beginning and then like nothing for most of the movie until there's, there's a little bit, 
There's like a fight scene mid-movie, I guess. And then there's the end. Uh, you know, there's a few things here and there, but it wasn't really that much. It's kind of like they were trying to do like world building and they just failed fucking miserably. Yeah. Yeah, and like I I liked Gail Godot's character or whatever, but um it was real hard to just be like so she can just do everything? She's just like perfect like all the time? Like I I don't know. Well, and what's interesting is the team that she's working with with MI6 even calls that shit out. They're like, you literally can do, like, everything. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, and then and then the part where she gets out of, like, the poison and she, like, tells them what her poison is and then it was, like, able to take out the thing, like, the, like, transmitter thing. It's like, dude, that's a little bit, I don't know. A little too hard to push on the uh, I believe button for you, Mike. Yeah, like that was a little, that was where the I I believe was starting to get a little bit waning. Like, I believe less? But you were still punching the shit out of that button trying to believe, weren't you? I was trying to believe. Yeah, no. I I just say this one is a hardcore skip. It is not worth it. It is way too long. It has some interesting concepts, but they did not capitalize on it. And this was supposed to be a really, really big hit for Netflix. They were promoting the shit out of it. And it's a giant flop in my book. I don't know. The AI stuff, like, I felt like they kind of used it, but it was more of just a tool to, like, I don't know. I feel like the AI, like, the nefariousness of it and, like, whatever was more capitalized on in the um, latest uh, Mission Impossible, um, Dead Reckoning. But I guess at the same time, this was supposed to be in the good guys' hands and it was being taken from them. So I I, I don't know. It, it was just still weird, dude. And the whole balloon thing, like it was in space, but then it wasn't in space and like... Just don't feel like you could have that giant thing up there without other governments being like, "Hey, what's that?" Right, exactly, and bringing it in out of the atmosphere into the upper layers of the atmosphere, and it not burning up, and not having a heat shield and all that shit. Yeah, no, that was bullshit. Um, I just, I don't know, dude. Like the AI in this one doesn't even really have a personality and really doesn't do anything that way. Where the Mission Impossible one, like, it has, like, you don't ever hear it or anything, but you know, like, it is a conscious, like, entity that is doing this. This one, it just kind of seemed like the AI was just, like, a tool that they used and abused. Yeah, 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 for sure. Not really an AI, I guess. Um, they, you know, uh... The some of the hacking stuff that they showed was like somewhat realistic, but just wasn't very great. But I mean, usually movies don't do much for that. You know, they just enter a couple things and some screens flash, and it's all magic. But I don't know. They they mildly tried to do a little bit of stuff there, but I don't know. It's just 
I could not believe the balloon thing. And, and like, it, it almost harkens to, like, recent incident with, with balloons going over the United States. So maybe you maybe could do it. I don't know, man. You know, the best hacking I've ever seen on screen was hackers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that... The movie, even though I love that movie, man, uh, it it's uh, the the visualizing of the computer stuff. Remember when they did like the CG to like go inside the chips and stuff? Oh, I loved it, loved it. It's so realistic. It's the ma- the best, Mike. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, how do you make it look good? Like you, you it it's like command line. Like how do you? You're like windows are opening and closing. That's pretty much what you can do. Yeah, it's it's very different in the real world. But hey, dude, for moviegoers and especially back in the '90s, I mean, fuck, dude, they had to do something interesting. I love that movie. Hackers is great. What 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 about Swordfish, dude? Swordfish was good too. That was a lot of fun. I like that. (laughs) That was ridiculous. Hugh Jackman, like Hugh Jackman, sitting there. Just jacked in with all these screens around him for hours on end. Yeah, that was fucking ridiculous, too. Dude, I loved it. It was like six or eight screens, and he he was just like, "Uh, I'm hacking so hard. I'm like, dude, you can't even look at all those screens. Mike, I don't know how many hackers you know, but uh, all the hackers I know have the exact opposite of a six-pack. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess when you're you you play one on TV, okay, you, you become a six pack. All right, you get the six pack and the Wolverine claws. Yeah, yeah, and Halle Berry and Halle Berry topless. Which, dude, that shit still to this day is talked about because those tits just wham. Like that's what Swordfish <laughs> is known for. I mean, they're just like there, just they just shocking, but they were delightful. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Swordfish was a you know, is an interesting movie, and John Travolta is such a good bad guy. It was it was a fun movie. He is. He's a solid bad guy. I like John Travolta. So okay, Mike. T- after talking about decent and fun movies, uh, why don't we give our ratings for a giant piece of heart of shit? I mean, stoned. Stone, not stoned. Heart of stone. Yes, Mike. Rating. Go first. All right, Matt. So, uh, yeah, this this movie's not very good. So, um, I, I'm gonna give it a two out of five reels, just because a little bit of action stuff was okay, but the story's terrible. My God, I can never read you, Mike. Sometimes you're soft, sometimes you're harsh. I, I mean, you know, you're like uh, the Sour Patch Kids. I I just like those ads, you know. I just can't read you anymore. I never know which way you're gonna go. Because in my opinion, a two is way too high for this movie. You were way too <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, what are you doing, dude? Negative no, one. No, I can't do negative numbers. I give it just a one, just a one. No one point five, no half, just a one. Because there was a good, solid, strong. 15 minutes of material i enjoyed out of a two hour and two minute movie <laughs> yeah it it was long it didn't need to be long there's this weird stuff i don't know i felt like it could have been a good movie it just wasn't all right mike so 
next week. It might be a bit of a shot in the dark. We will see. This is, I don't know if it's the conclusion, but it's definitely a part of the trilogy of Agatha Christie films done by Sir Kenneth Branagh called A Haunting in Venice. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, it's getting us ready for our Harvest uh, um, Horror Fest. So, uh, you know, just, uh, I, I, I think it's going to be good. It, it looks good and, and, um, I don't know, man. What, what, what do you think about it? So I'll be honest, Mike, have you seen the other two films? Uh, I saw the, uh, um, the train one, but I didn't see the second one. Okay, the the the, the Nile one. I didn't see the Nile. Okay, one. so I'm the exact opposite. I only saw Death on the Nile. I did not see Murder on the Orient Orient Express, and I heard that Murder on the Orient Express was a lot better than Death on the Nile. And Death on the Nile, I will say, I'm not going to review it here, but I'm just going to say it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. It was just kind of okay. Oh, and you know who's in that one is, you know, my girl, Gail Gadot. <laughs> ah, yes, she was in that. There was like a controversy with that movie when it was coming out. So, somebody did something and like, didn't they just release it to streaming? Or it was Yeah, weird. there was some fucked up shit and there was like two years of production hell with it. So Murder on the Orient Express, I think came out, uh, I'm just going to look, I think it was 2018. 2017 murder on the yeah, that sounds yeah right. 2017 and death on the nile came out technically in 2022 so last year so if that tells you there's a five-year gap this film was done and i think ready to go a couple years ago but anyways doesn't matter i'm i'm probably going to go back and try and watch murder on the orient express i don't really want to watch death on the nile again I mean, like I said, it was okay. It wasn't great, but they're long, long movies. But I do want to get kind of prepared for this one. But I'm thinking, or at least everything I've kind of glanced over. Now, I don't want to say read because I haven't read reviews. I don't do that kind of shit. I know you you don't do it either. But we're movie people and shit pops up in my feed all the fucking time. I can't control that. <laughs> yeah. But so far, the headlines and stuff I've seen have said this is the best of the trilogy. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it's going to be a lot of fun. It's supposed to be creepy. The cast is fantastic. So, you know, I'm I'm excited, Mike. I'm not a horror movie fan, but this is more of a, a crime drama mixed with a horror movie, you know? But, I mean, Michelle Yeoh, Tina Fey, Kenneth Branagh, great great actors and actresses um i'm not sure if it's her first film i think it's her first big american film but kelly riley famously from yellowstone she plays beth in yellowstone is in this so i'm i'm looking forward to this movie mike i'm hoping it's going to be pretty good yeah yeah the orient uh, the murder on the orient express was uh was pretty good dude so uh i didn't see the death on the nile but um, so I'm hoping that this is going to be okay. This is going to be a good one. 
Well, we will find out next week. Uh, it comes out in theaters this Thursday, September 14th. So we will be talking about it for our next podcast on the 20th. Yes, that is well after it comes out, but that's how we do our podcast. Dang it. If you want to hear me on the radio, I'm not going to be on the radio on the 15th. Um, my host, Lisa, live will be out of town. So I will be going on Monday the 18th to talk about this movie if you want to hear me there. So, all right, Mike. Other than that, Harvest Horror Fest Volume 6 coming up or season six, or sixth annual, or whatever the fuck we're going to say. 666, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> For the horror. Yeah. So, all right, I don't have anything else to add other than uh, don't watch this movie. Okay. Oh, fuck, you know what I'm we could have done? We could have done the new Bird Box. Isn't there a new Bird Box movie, too? I think there is a new Bird Box. I'm not sure if it's out yet, though. Oh, is it, it might out? not be out. Because I was just thinking, I know that's coming. Eh. It's coming. I don't know if it's okay, out Okay, who cares? We did this movie. We're done. Mike, do your thing. All right. We, we, yep. We're done. All right. Um, well, I guess on, on that note, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, Meta, formerly known as Facebook, and... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll catch you on the the next pod. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Hi, everyone. This is Ma Henshaw loses her cookies. Episode 29, Heart of Stone. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Why are you trying to speak in such a bassy, throaty, deep voice, mother? Because I'm being weird because the movie was weird. The movie wasn't weird. The movie was terrible, but... Well, it stunk and was weird. I guess it was weird, too. So, Heart of Stone, starring Gal Gadot. It's a spy thriller on Netflix. You don't like it, so why don't you tell your listeners why you didn't enjoy this film? Oh, man. I thought Netflix could do better than this. I like Gal. She was very cool. But this movie was dull, boring, predictable, and Boring. I fell asleep four times, maybe five. I fell asleep. Ho, 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 ho. You told Lisa on Friday that you watched this movie twice because the first viewing you fell asleep four times and felt bad that you slept through most of it, that you wanted to watch it again. When you rewatched it, you fell asleep a fifth freaking time. That's why I said five times. I didn't say how many times I watched the movie yet. Well, but Holy still, crap. you got to put it out there. You got to put a little context here, you old bitty. All right. The old bitty, bitty missed so much because I fell asleep so much in the middle because it was so dull that I rewatched it and it was still dull. And I fell asleep for a fifth time. Now, and question. I, I didn't you, miss a thing. 
What? When you were watching them, it was like during your daytime, right? So you would have been wide awake. Yeah. So you shouldn't wide have been awake. falling asleep at all. You no, had, had your five or six margaritas that put you to sleep. You didn't no. eat any of your edibles, your oh, edible that, cookies, no. you know, your no, special no, cookies, no, the laced ones. No, no. Oh, heck. Poo. Anyhow, hey, stop no. talking over me. They can't hear both of us. Oh, sorry. Anyway, no. People, if you want a good snooze, watch this movie on Netflix. But it was, I think they tried to make her seem to be a, like, James Bond. But she wasn't. And the stunts were really stupid. Pardon me. I thought they were stupid. Wow. I think this is the most animated and vocal you've ever gotten against a film, Ma. I mean, and you jump and use a parachute out of a space shuttle thing, whatchie? Oh, come on. And then everybody hangs on to air. Oh, it was weird. That's all I can say. If you want to watch weird and boring, go ahead and watch this stupid movie. Sorry, folks. Try harder next time. But, and gal, I am very sorry. You're a beautiful woman. Very athletic. She's she's super de duper. But like the very first scene, she's in a casino thing, and then when she goes out, she there it's snowy, and she has to get a parachute and slides down this huge mountain and parachutes and totally dumb. Pardon me. Why are you apologizing? This is your podcast. You can say what you do. You can do what you want. Welcome to the internet, mom. I hope Netflix doesn't hate me forever, but they need to do a little bit better with uh, writing uh, their movie or something because that one was stupid. I think if you keep bringing the hate like this, Netflix might give you your own show. They'll they'll serialize Ma Hinshaw loses her cookies and then your podcast is going to be you talking about their shitty ass movies on on Netflix. Oh, oh, there! Wow, there you go. What if they paid you a million dollars to do it? You know, I fell asleep. Well, I don't know if it was the third or fourth time, and it's like, oh, the heart, you know, the heart. And okay, it's the heart of a computer system thing, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like. That's really dumb. And I fell asleep when they got the heart. And I'm like, it still wasn't exciting. So was it like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where they were like, Kalima, and like ripped the heart out of her chest? No, No, I wish it had been that exciting. It wasn't. So did you hear what I said earlier about Netflix paying you a million dollars to do your show to make fun of their movies? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Please, no. But, Would you do that or no? A uh, million dollars? I may take them up on it, but otherwise, no. I okay, see, there, I got my question answered, folks. I know <laughs> you're all dying. Okay, anyway. so here, let's get serious, Mom. Let's get real serious here. Yes, okay, okay. Was there any nudity in the Heart of Stone? I don't remember a darn one. No. So, you're telling me this film has... The actor from Fifty Shades of Grey, Jamie Dornan, and he doesn't even get naked. 
unless I fell asleep when he went got naked, but usually I don't fall asleep when guys get naked, so I don't think there was any. Did you see any? Or were well, you asleep? Um, I did not fall asleep. I was just bored out of my mind, and I was surfing the internet on my phone and reading a comic book, but I do not recall any nudity because that go. would have brought the movie up at least a half oh, a reel for me. It would have. It would have brought a whole reel up for me. Oh, yeah. Damn. You really like that nudity. You're a dirty old woman. I'm old. Of course. What, that, what does that have to do with it? That usually means that you don't care about nudity anymore. Oh, no. It doesn't mean that. Are you taking one of those pills that you buy on the Facebook? Is it hers? No, I don't need any pills at all. I am is that, Isn't that the, the Lady Viagra? Isn't that called hers? No, no. I don't need that. No. Mm-hmm. All right, Ma, this podcast well, is quickly going into TMI territory. Folks, so, you know, we've got to be careful. Let's not, no, not go there. But anyway, it would have perked it up a little bit if somebody had taken off their shirt at least do you even realize the pun that you just said why (laughs) no (laughs) it would perk it up a little bit if someone would at least take (laughs) off their shirt really okay well i wouldn't have been asleep then (laughs) so for those of you who question (laughs) where i get my horribleness my gratuity not gratuity. That's a tip. Oh, heavens. My, my grotiness. I don't know. My foul mouth. Everyone thinks it's from my dad. No, it is from my mom. As you it can tell. Not. It's 100% from my That's mom. She is a dirty a, mind. She's a mom. crazy old lady. You know, we're just biding our time until we put her in a home. That's true. You're really <laughs> hoping soon. I am no. not. I am not. <laughs> You're going to put a flat in my wheelchair. I know it. <sighs> oh, well. Why? I'm the one that has to push that <laughs> ding-dong thing. I know. And then, and then if I put a flat, you're not going to make the jump over the canyon, and then we won't get the photo for the T-shirt for Eric. No, that's true. So but you I, can't have a flat. You can't have a parachute. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to have to put a parachute on you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. There you go. Anyway. Okay, Ma, so uh, next week we're going to the theaters. Uh, so it's based on a novel of a um, person you knew back in the day because uh, she's as old I as dirt like you. Agatha. Oh, yes. What? And she has passed. She mm-hmm. passed in the 70s, 1976, yeah. <laughs> I believe. But, uh, you know, Ma, what, what movie are we going to talk about next week? It's uh, a happening in Venice, I believe. I Close hope. enough. It's a haunting Close? in Venice. Haunting. Oh, yes. Haunting. Well, whatever. Happenings can be haunting. Whatever. Anyway, yeah. A haunting in Venice. And I think I love the Agatha Christie movies. And I'm looking forward. I hope it is very good. Well, Agatha I, Christie didn't make the movies, Mom. She wrote no, the but novel. she wrote the book. Yes. You know. Have you read the novels? Heck no. <laughs> well, here's a commercial for Audible, even though they don't, you know, pay us any money. So I pay a lot of money every month to have Audible <laughs> for my mom so that she can listen to books. Mom, have you listened to any of those? No, but that's a good idea. I should listen to one. 
I'm just saying you don't freaking listen to Audible, and I pay a lot of money for it, and I'm mad. Excuse me, I do too. No, you I'm don't. Just, the no. last time you turned on Audible was probably three months ago. No, it wasn't. And I listened to most of the biker book, whatever the heck that one was called. But And then I'm on the that one now, which, gosh, if I ever finish it, I don't know. It's a big book, I guess. Mom, anyway. you haven't listened to it in forever. I know. I can go and look. Oh, all right. Quit snooping, Snoop. Well, it's my account for freak's sake. I don't quit it <laughs> i'm gonna cancel it so i you know i i'm oh, not selling houses so i'm gonna have to cancel okay. something you can you can download agatha christie books then and all mother listen. of god there you go but i hope no, i'm downloading star more star wars and more adam carolla i have almost all of carolla's books he wrote a book he has several books and he really? does the he the best way to listen to his books is not to read it in book form is to get it the audiobook because he does the audiobook and he's a freaking podcaster and radio dj so he says all kinds of shit in the audiobook versus the actual book because he's talking that sounds like that would be good what book do you recommend i don't know pick one you know you have my library god damn it ma this turned into a giant audible commercial and they don't even pay us money how dare you Let's stop it. Okay. All okay, right. So, uh, did you know Agatha Christie personally? Uh, no, not actually. But you I two grew she... up together in the 1800s, right? I no, I was born in 1942. Come on. Hey, stop it. You're aging yourself. Everybody's going to know that I've been lying all these years about how you were just never going to die and you're going to live forever. And you were born, <laughs> you know, when oh. Jesus first walked the earth. That's never going to happen. No, that didn't ha- won't happen. Mm-mm. You know it's bad when your birthday is BC. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I feel like it is almost. Oh, boy. But at least I wasn't born between uh, one of the bombs. That's good. So anyway, I would rather not talk about my father personally. I don't talk about him. I'm just You saying. just did. I didn't. You How just do you know did, he was Mom. born between the two bombs? I don't because know. Because he says it all the goddamn time. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, anyway, you didn't ask for my rating, so I think I will just go see. I don't care what my rating was. I wanted to get people to hear what your opinion on is the film that we're talking about, and then I was going to ask you your rating. This is what I do with Mike, too. So, Mom, why don't you give us your rating of Heart of Stone, even though everybody is turned off by now because that Audible ad was way too long, even though it wasn't real? Oh, that's true. I gave this a two. And I'm being very, 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 very generous. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you and Mike both gave it a two. I gave it a one. And I think being a, giving a one was freaking generous. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> well, I am. I'm probably too. Oh, dear. I'm sorry I was so generous. Ugh. Next time, it'll be a one and a half or something. Okay. There is no but next time. This movie's said and done. We're not watching it again. And if I do... It will probably be in the pit of hell, and this will be one of my tortures. I will not watch that again. Twice was absolutely too much. Twice was two times too many. Right. You got it. So, all right, Mother. Okay. Are you good? What else do you want to talk about? Are you you good? good. I'm finished. I'm done. I'm done. Are you sure? Yes. 100%. 
100%. Yes. Okay. Well, then I will take us out. Thank, Thank you very you. much. I need oh. to be taken out. Oh, Jesus. Man, you are really talkative this week. You are talking all over me. See, I like this. This is when you're just being a normal you. Finally. I'm not normal. 20 episodes to get this to you where you're comfortable and you can talk and actually be yourself. Because, I mean, you're stepping all over me. Not that that's good, but you're finally being yourself. It's fantastic. Okay, thank you. Anyways, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Ma Hinshaw Loses Her Cookies, uh, brought to you by the Real Film Nerds podcast, because I just added to the end of my podcast. Anyways, um, don't forget to follow the Real Film Nerds podcast on all the social medias. Uh, For some reason, everybody loves our YouTube, and it's just the podcast. We're not even on it. It's just us talking. Anyways, uh, if you really want... Uh, make sure and follow Ma Hinshaw on Twitter. Uh, she's still trying to figure out how to tweet for the yeah. second time in 10 years. Uh, yes. She is at Graham Graham SV. Yes, she does have a Twitter and she tweets about once every 15 years. So <laughs> if you're lucky, she might tweet at you when you're in your 60s. So. <laughs> yes. Thanks again. We will chat with you next week, everyone. Uh, when we chat about a haunting in Venice. Ooh. <laughs> Bye.